Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. I am very excited for today's podcast. It has sports been... Are back. Sports, sports are, are back. Sports are back, true. Yeah, everybody out there that's, that's tweeting, I miss sports. They don't realize that uh, it's not only sports are still around, still you know, live sports are being contested that you can put your hard-earned money on. Uh, some of the biggest uh, sports in the world in terms of betting handle uh, at, uh, at some of the offshore brooks, as far as I can tell you. Uh, they're being contested as we, pl- as we speak. They're working their way into the playoff season even. Uh, and there is a lot of handicapping to be done, bets to be made. And this is a new exciting time because I don't have a lot of familiarity with this. And it feels like it's like exciting. It's new. It's engaging. Uh, and, uh, you know, you watch some of these some of these sports live. And I'll tell you what, man, it is sensory. Uh, it is it is a, it is a joy to watch. It is a joy to listen to. It is it is a it is a great experience. Uh, and uh, without further ado, you ready to handicap some esports today? I think I'm very ready because I played some esports today. I'm now, I'm now, (laughs) I I don't know if I don't have, I don't think I have yet. I'm an e athlete. I don't think I have a world ranking yet, but I did play some League (laughs) of Legends just to further familiarize myself with it here on Fun Employment, where I played video (laughs) games all afternoon. I lost track of time. It's just like, like I joked about that one time on Twitter, but this is like, this is like eight year old Andy with his NES and, Holy shit! I've been playing Mario three for like six hours. Same thing happened today. So, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get a little more into that sooner, uh, eventually here. But we uh, we don't know jack shit about this. Yeah, so. no doubt. And you know, it's, it would be uh, it would be completely ridiculous for us to pretend like we have any kind of expertise or knowledge in the space. But uh, so we reached out to some friends. We said, you know, hey, there are, there are people who have been doing this for a long time. There are people who are bona fide experts in this space. There are people who, uh, you know, who have uh, you know, uh, you know, clear, excellent track records of you know of uh, of handicapping and winning in the esports space. Uh, who should we reach out to? And multiple people pointed us in the direction. Uh, of today's guest, who is going to kind of lead us through not necessarily a, a you know a, a total beginner's crash course in, in betting esports, but just uh, kind of help us paint a little picture of the landscape and then uh, talk a little bit about what's the most interesting stuff going on right at this moment. Uh, yeah, maybe and, uh, point you in the direction of some resources if it's uh, something you great, want to dig deeper into. Yep, great call. So, um, <clears throat> first ever guest in the deep dive. Uh, heralded by many of our insider friends in the uh, handicapping esports handicapping space, welcome to the deep sta- deep dive, Mister Gelati. LOL. How's it going, guys? Um, I'll give you a better introduction. So, uh, your name is Vince, right? Yeah, Vince. You got it, Vince. And people can find you on Twitter at Gelati. LOL. That's correct. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just uh, like the ice cream. Just like the frozen dessert, yes. Just like the frozen dessert, boost up with an I instead of an O. Correct. Got it. Okay. Uh, and uh, Gelati, you, uh, you've been cranking out blog articles and podcasts, and really, uh, you know, kind of leading the charge here in terms of informing folks who are, you know, who are interested in the betting side of, of esports, and uh, in particular, League of Legends. Is uh, is that a fair way to categorize you? Yeah, I pretty much specialize in just League of Legends. So yeah. Pretty much every day, every day, for the most part. <laughs> that you know, you made the comparison to tennis, Drew, off the air, 
it does kind of remind me of that in in that regard as well. Not only you know, in you know, multiple tournaments, if you want to get to men's, women's and lower levels, you know, sometimes in a week, there's eight, nine, 10 tournaments going on. It's kind of seems like the same thing here where you have all these different leagues around the world. We started to dig in a little. It's like, Jesus, there's like a Turkish league. That's kind of a halfway big deal. Yeah. There is as much action as you want to get out there pretty much, which is good if you're, if you're willing to take it on, but definitely a challenge. You got to make sure you're, able to handle the workload for it because it's a lot of a lot of um film to watch mm, well uh we appreciate your time we know that you must be in high demand because uh expertise in something that all of a sudden has turned into kind of the primary mechanism for kind of scratching that itch when it comes to placing sports bets uh is uh is valuable in the, these days um how did you get started in esports betting and uh and i guess uh, is this uh, is this your primary interest as far as sports, or are you are you is this just one of the multiple uh, sports that you care about and, and wager on? So I got started actually when DraftKings started putting League of Legends up for DFS play. This was probably four or five years ago now, and I saw that and I was like, oh, there's got to be markets for this somewhere. And I had I had some experience with the NFL betting the NFL. That's like the other main focus I have. Uh, not nearly on the same level as this. It's more, I'd say it's more casual, but uh, for as, as soon as I saw that for DFS purposes, I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. There's gotta be markets for this. I started looking around and I was like, Oh wow, this is really soft. These are, these are easy. And the books have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> Just like a lot of people don't. So I started diving into it more. And at the same time I started blogging just uh, every, pretty much every time I did anything just to keep track and hold myself accountable and check my process, even if it's just what I was thinking going into a series. And I started doing it every day. It started getting more involved. And now I'm, I'm, I've been following this. The game's been out for 10 years now. We can talk about that in a little bit, but I'd been following it. I've been following the scene at a high level for a long, long time. And I was just like, Oh, I might as well see if I can try to make some money on this. Right. So yeah. yeah, and that's I started doing it. I'd say probably about a little over three years ago. I started doing like the daily blog posts, and it's turned into this monster. <laughs> did <laughs> you did you dig into any other any other markets games? I mean, g- explain that first off. It sounds like just from what we said off air, it sounds like League of Legends is the big one. But I mean, what yeah. what else is there for esports? Maybe some stuff you don't specialize in. But what are what are kind of the the menu options throughout the year? Yeah, so there's I would say there's four major esports, uh, and they they cover a different variety of games, different kinds of games. Uh, I would say League of Legends and Dota Two are similar styles of game. They're called MOBAs. It's a multi-user online battle arena. They're both played five versus five, and the goal of the game is the same. There are two very huge titles. Uh, another one is Counter Strike, uh, which has been around forever, and Counter Strike is another one of these things that's been around for a long time and that's a first person shooter i think a lot of people will know what i'm saying with that or at least have experience it's a shooter it's a shoot up kind of game also played um in teams that's the big uh shooting title and then i would say there's overwatch which is like a secondary shooting title that's relatively new in the last couple of years and then there's real-time strategy games which are played 1v1 most of the time so games like starcraft warcraft and those are like the big titles, I think. So th- those are that's like the, the the main titles. But there's plenty of action on NBA 2K, Madden, uh, 
you you name it. There's a lot of smaller oh, games especially now. As well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. No, I don't know if you guys saw the the Formula One racers playing. That was they had like yeah. more viewership than any race they saw they had this year. Oh crazy. my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's a those are those are the big ones. I would say. Okay, so Mo, the MOBA uh, is uh, is the one that seems to interest the most of the. You know, I guess you know this is uh, they now have a, an audience that expands that's worldwide. Right. I mean, like there are people that are into this and, you know, lots of, uh, you know, lots of corners of Asia, United States, Europe uh, is uh, I, and I and Le- League of Legends generally uh, rose to prominence just because of the style of play, the the visual kind of uh, just it's 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 like it's so engaging to watch. I have to say there's a lot uh, of action. There's prize 10 pools, people running prize around. Prize pools yeah. are enormous. Uh, you know, is this this is this is I guess that that's how it ended up being the the winner yeah it, it was also like a massively popular game it still is uh, it's you know waxed and waned a little bit in popularity over the years because it hasn't changed too i mean big picture it hasn't changed too much so it's had some ebbs and flows in terms of player base but it's a massive player base it's free so a lot of people can just play it for free and yeah. get you know once yeah once you step in you're like oh i wonder what the best people in the world do. like imagine if you could watch Sidney crosby practice every day <laughs> Yeah, that's, kind of, that's a good now, point. Now, like, it kind of popped up at the same time that the the streaming revolution, the live streaming revolution on Twitch TV, uh, before that was on TV, oh. and Facebook, and it kind of correlated and it popped up at the same time, uh, about 10 years ago, where all this stuff started picking up steam. And it was just the title that everyone could play for free. It was a massively popular game, and it's just kind of stuck. And you have a lot of, re- I would say, returning customers. It's not like a flash in the pan where you play yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have so you, it's have you checked out Twitch much during this sports break, Drew? Yes, I have. I've been on there it's a lot awesome. more than normal. Like I bet they're doing all right. Do you like the platform? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I haven't done it myself. I mean, I haven't been streaming, but uh uh yeah, just last night I watched uh, two of our friends, uh JD and Will Brinson playing uh Madden against each other on there. It was unbelievably entertaining. It was, and it's, you know, you can, you know, if multiple people, you know, are there, you can jump in the comments and chat away. It's, it's a really fun time. So yeah, no, that, that absolutely, uh, uh, scratches the itch of not having live sports to watch when you're, you know, when you're, when things are a little slow in the afternoon, but yeah, it's, uh, Twitch is legit. It's kind of like a cool way to like hang out with the boys and have a beer and watch the game, but you're just doing it from the comfort (laughs) of your own home. It's yeah. Yeah. Like everyone, like a lot of the, you know, people that have been following these games for a while it's like oh this is just the normal for me like i've been doing this for more than a decade yeah no, so this welcome, is like, yeah, I, this is like this, this is my saturday afternoons man this is how it goes so yeah yeah well let me ask you a couple more questions about some of the technicals before we get into the specifics of league of legends because that's most of the prep i did for this podcast and i think where i'm going to wade into the water is certainly you know lol uh yeah, counter-strike man last first person shooter i played was like doom and, uh, do i send first of all do yeah <laughs> that was a good one though doom was good quake was good there's a lot of good ones back today um these are all pc with support you you tell people like oh it's free to play like they're probably like what were you talking about like if you have a laptop you can download uh league of legends and start playing today if you want it right yeah and uh th- i think the other part of it is that they they did a good job designing it so that it's not too demanding like you don't need like a supercomputer to play it and you can play effectively with low graphics so it's a free game i like it you don't need a supercomputer to play with and pretty much anybody can play at any different level so again that's why i got popular so i like it um well so speaking of uh, kind of the sports betting and the and the dfs technicals here 
Um, I guess what are the what are the major ways to approach you know to approach handicapping this? Is it literally just hey these are the five five v five battle going on uh, and I am going to bet on team A or team B and I get a money line? Are there other ways to approach uh, you know betting on these types of sports? Yeah, so there are actually kind of insane prop markets for some of this stuff, like more than you'd imagine. Like, I don't know how much you guys have looked into it, but there's well, some I looked, pretty... I looked at your sheet, like what yeah. you bet your tracker. It's like, Oh my God, there's a lot of handicaps. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of uh, different prop markets you can attack. And I mean, I'm, I'm actually just now dipping my toe into a lot of that stuff, but uh, yeah, it's great. You can, you can bet who's going to take the first tower. Who's go- are they going to win the series three Oh, or are they going to win, you know, is it going to be a three to two series? Or are they going to win in under 30 minutes? Who's going to get first blood? Uh, is this, are there going to be more than 40 kills? There's what color is the dragon going to be when it spawns? Like there's, there's a million different things. <laughs> That's like basically the odds, the odds, even kill totals. Like there's, there's anything, there's, there's pretty much anything you could want. Uh, and there's even some sites that do individual player props too. Or mm. like, yeah. And there's, um, I can't remember. There's a couple spots that are doing like heads up player prop kind of situations like uh, kill spreads between two players. Yeah. There's, there's gotcha. I suppose if they're well-known players or something along those lines. Yeah. Without giving any, uh, any specific plugs here, like are there specific books that uh, have the best options, have the biggest uh, pools, have the highest limits, have, have the, have numbers up early. Uh, it's pinnacle and five, uh, five dimes. It's yeah. You know, yeah. the line setting kind of, it's the same, same places. And they, they were, and they were like the first ones on a lot of this stuff too, outside of like, yeah, like and nitrogen is another one, but uh, they they were like the first ones on. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, I, saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw they use nitrogen. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, I'll say I'll say this though that unlike for football, the juice is much much different. We'll see that. When you, <laughs> yeah, we can so, talk about that a little bit as we get so into yeah. it. But uh, okay, I mean, so, I mean, Drew, you you watch some. Yeah, you watched the highlights. I've watched highlights. I've bet on it. I played it a bunch today. But I guess if before we get too deep into like talking about the game, maybe we should have Vince kind of describe the the layout and the gameplay a little. If somebody hasn't yeah, seen it, I mean, it's just the five versus five. I think people get, but I mean, if you want to just kind of describe how the gameplay plays out. All right, so five versus five. That's easy. I like to compare it to basketball. Uh, you have different players that play different positions or they specialize in a different kind of character that they play. There's 149 different characters in the game right now, meaning that any player could play any one of 149 different characters. Before the game starts, there is a draft, uh, similar to a snake draft and everything else. So you have, you can take certain characters off the board with a ban. There's five of them. And then you pick back and forth each team. You'll take one, and then another team takes two, and then another team takes two, and it's back and forth that way. So you can adjust the way your team plays based on what champions they pick. Uh, the best way to compare it, I think, would be like, if this team drafts a running quarterback, maybe you want to have a faster linebacker on your team. That can oh, deal with that, right? okay. But Sounds imagine like jury happens. selection. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but imagine this happens every single game. Because it yeah. happens every single game. And I'd say a large, honestly, like I'd say maybe 70% of the game is in the draft. Like you can win or lose a game in the draft easily. Okay. Now, wait a second, though. Then, how, like, have you ever made a bet pre, pre-game and seen the draft and be like, oh, well, now I'm screwed? Oh, yeah. All the time. All, <laughs> okay. all the time. Like that. Okay. 
and there's live odds for this stuff too. So I was do the live odds always reflect that pretty pretty uh, pretty carefully? Not always. Uh, typically, okay. it's it's based on like win rates and everything, but you have to do a lot of balancing with of uh, this player is specifically good at this character and this player. Is okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. So these are so, these are finer edges that come along with experience yeah. betting and playing and watching. Yeah. So okay. I see. I so see. there's that happens before the game even starts. Once the game starts, again five on five. The goal the goal of the game is to kill the enemy's big building and their base. That's the the simplest way to put it. There's three different lanes on the map. The map's divided into three sections. You have the top, the middle, and the bottom. And then there's these neutral areas in between that they call the jungle. Uh, you typically have one player, the top laner. You have, you have one player in each of the top and middle lanes. They play one versus one. Then you have a two versus two in the bottom lane with the they typically call it AD carry or marksman and the support. Uh, so you'll have 2v2 in the bot, 1v1 in the mid, 1v1 in the top. And then each team has a jungler, which is a character that roams around, kills these neutral minions, and then tries to impact the map and in different spots that they choose. Uh, and that's kind of where a lot of the action happens is which jungler makes the first move a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of like to... I experienced that when I played it today. <laughs> where, you know, well, no, like, like I, I just played with some randos or whatever, and the chat fires up and people start, you know, some guy says bottom, some guy says top, and I said I'm married. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, some some guy said uh, just young. I thought it was German. It said J U N G, which I guess that that guy was claiming he was going to jungle then. Which yeah. I I just I, I guess I, nobody yelled at me too bad about where to go, but yeah, like people were saying top, bottom, middle, and I'm like I. If you need me to do something, yell at me because it's my first day. Mm, okay, but it, it's, it's interesting to know that like there is kind of a basic strategy to the whole thing. Yeah, and so even there's... even even more than that, there are specific character champion, and we'll, we'll go with the the, the true lingo, the specific champion types that uh, you know lend themselves to each lane, right? Yeah. So typically, the top lane is they're kind of like the front line. They're kind of like the offensive line a little bit where it's typically a, a character that can take a lot of damage, has a lot of, they call it crowd control in the game, which is they, they can stun or, or uh, disable an opponent for your back line, your damage dealers to focus them down. So typically the top lane is, um, they call them tanks in the game or, sure. bruis- or bruisers. Uh, the jungle can be any number of different roles. There's some that are squishy damage dealers and others that are also tanky. Uh, the mid lane is typically like a, a, a mage, like a long-range mage magic damage dealer. There's two different kinds of damage in the game. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, they're typically like a long-range magic damage dealer. Uh, they have like a long cooldown, like big impact ability most of the time. Uh, then there's the bottom lane, which is two characters. Uh, the 80 carrier marksman is kind of like the archer in you know any kind of like a war setting. Like if you have like a battlefield. You have like the front line, which is like your tank and jungle a lot of the time. Then your back line is going to be your mid lane and your AD carry or your marksman. They're going to be, they're often pretty easy to kill. They're like really fragile, but they do a lot of damage. So it's a risk reward proposition. Then the support is there just to protect the marksman so that he gets a lot of the resources to get the items to help him get stronger and deal the most damage in the game. The support does not get resources. So the, the support is just there to babysit. Hmm. So that's like kind of so like, like the, the sexy gun girl with the red hair. She the she uh she's a marksman. Yeah. Ah, that's who I used. Yeah. Like, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> she sucks until she upgrades. And then it's yeah. like, oh she, she's blasting people up now. 
Yeah, exactly. And that that's kind of like the whole the whole premise of the the marksman or eighty carry is that you have to babysit this fragile thing that it's going to grow up into this big badass you know killing machine. I love but it. It takes a little while. So a lot of the game. Revo- so those are the roles. Uh, I like I said, I like to equate them to like basketball positions. Like you have center, and then you have like a forward, and then you've got like your shooting guard and your point guard, right? Yep, yep. And those are like your carries. So you have front line and back line, just like in football, basketball, any any number of things. Um, sure. So those are the characters. Those are the roles. At the beginning of the game, everybody runs out to these lanes, and there's different matchups. They play one, like I said, one v one, one v one, two v two, and then the junglers roam around. Then. There's these little minion things that spawn from the base and they walk out to the lanes. What happens is you kill them for money. They're just they're they're not controlled by players. They're controlled by the game. They spawn at uh, at intervals that are decided it's predetermined every 30 seconds. Totally AI. Okay. And you kill these minions to get money and with money you get items and when you upgrade the items you become more powerful. So a lot of the game uh, becomes about resource management and economy. Mm. And that's where a lot of the edges are gained. There's also uh, towers, which makes it a lot harder. Like uh, incrementally over the course of the map, there are defense structures that make it harder for you to get into the enemy base and win the game. Mm-hmm. And so those are towers. Then there's also neutral objectives, which are uh, these two big things where a lot of the big fights happen. That's the Baron and the Dragon. They're located on opposite sides of the map in neutral territory. So you kind of have to take a risk to step into that territory and usually fights happen around these things, but they, you get rewarded with, you know, increased statistics or uh, you'll be able to buff certain things. And typically when you take them, you win the game. That's the long story short. Yeah. I like it. I saw that in the, the Latin American match. I bet on the other day where (laughs) the bad, I mean the T I don't know what it was. It was like Mexico or something, but I mean, it was all in Spanish. I had to turn the, I had to turn the broadcast to mute, but it like the bad team, the shitty team was, they tried to go after the dragon because they were just losing so bad. And I mean, then all the other people from the other team came up behind them and that was kind of the end of things. Yeah. Typically in the game, when you get ahead, you stay ahead and it's uh, like the very, very good teams. It's extremely difficult to come back from behind against because they give you very few windows to get back into the game. And a lot of what makes it interesting is whether or not you can do that. And that's, that's where a lot of the ring. Yeah. So, you're yeah, you're learning, on the map. Yeah, learning what was important was kind you're of on the map uh, team versus team going head to head you're accumulating kills you're accumulating resources it's getting down to the end of us are we saying so we're qualifying the game is you know is, is like tennis game right like that they're or it's like a tennis set like you're winning a game and you get a win and you're trying to win two out of three or three out of five depending on the format so it depends on the format of the league. Different leagues play different formats. Uh, the I'll typically refer to the four major regions. Uh, there's two in the West and two in the East. So China is the LPL, the League of Legends Pro League. Um, the previous two world championship winners are from China. Uh, the LCK, which is World Champions Korea. That's the other major league in the East. Uh, and in the North in North America, you have the LCS. And in Europe, you have the LEC. Okay. Uh, so the Western regions play a best of one format for the regular season so they have 10 teams yeah so they play 10 teams double round robin best of ones for a regular season so each team's going to play 18 games and then playoffs are best of five series Mm. the eastern regions play best of three for the regular season so they're playing single round actually korea plays double round robin best of three 
in a 10 team league trying okay. to play single round single round robin best of three in a 17 team league so they're playing 16 best of threes for their regular season each team got it so in those in those areas you can yeah you have to win two out of three and then playoffs there are best of five got it got it and uh pr- presumably the uh the top teams in each uh in each region in each uh i guess the, the four majors all advance to some championship yeah that occurs in the fall yeah so what happens yeah the, the world championship is the you know the super bowl at the end of the year it's a it's kind of like a world cup uh world cup style tournament where you have teams from all over the world all the different leagues have their own qualification process to do it circuit points championships whatever and different leagues have different amounts of slots into the tournament and ends up playing a lot yeah, it's like, like champions league soccer. champions yeah. league and soccer yeah, yeah. 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 it's, yeah. it's exactly. a lot like that where where you have and then you get into the group stage and there's a group drawing and the number one seeds get a good group drawing because they can't be against the other number one seeds and that's mm. how they determine all this stuff so it ends up playing out just like yeah like that how long does that take how long does that tournament last so the world championship lasts a little over a month jesus uh, they, yeah yeah it's not it's not every day but they play like a long group stage where it's you know 16 they play a, pl- a play-in stage to get the last couple teams in to get the final 16 then they play four groups of four double round robins best of ones then they play a top eight bracket basically got it so there's the world that's the world championship and then there's like a halfway tournament called the midseason invitational that uh has some implications for how many teams that your region you're basically playing for regional pride where mm. you can earn your your region and extra seed at the world championship so maybe you'll have three teams oh. represented instead of two so mm. yeah i like it yeah the strategy so, of it all yeah it's, so it's, yeah good yeah the so well, I, I talked about that latin american one i watched the other day so that was at work. This is how long ago this was. It was after tennis first got canceled. <laughs> so tennis tennis has been canceled. Once in a while, I'll bet a tennis match in the middle of the day. I've been known to. But there was no tennis. And like I said, you got the live betting on uh, live betting soccer, at least, on five dimes there. And I, you know, I clicked over. I said that you, you could have the, the live stream. So I was watching League of Legends at lunch, and my salesman, behind me there sitting he noticed that and it turns out he's a huge nerd and he comes over <laughs> and he was he was like really excited that this is what i was watching and i told him like that you could bet on it and he was and we honestly it's like i said with anything else we lost track of time i watched like a whole best of three almost ended up betting on it for small stakes winning but it was it was you know i was watching it just with virgin eyes and be like oh shoot they took out a tower and he's and he'd explain like that's not actually important because that's you know they just left that there and this team's doing this like he he explained a lot he explained about the dragon and the drake and you know the getting the base and it was good but yeah even even just like an hour of him babbling about strategy i feel like i'm still super lost and like you know drew had a good question off air about the you know the modeling is there is there anything stats based that that you use for this when you start handicapping it, because it seemed like a lot of it was, and you've said this already, you know, you watch a lot of it. A lot of it feels like, you know, like you have to watch these teams and figure out just strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, I would say that you, you do have to watch a certain amount of it just to understand the context of the numbers you're looking at because, mm-hmm. and that, that's honestly, that's the, the most difficult part of, of handicapping league of legends is there's is contact context is everything. Like it's entirely everything. It's it's so so difficult to take certain things in a vacuum in this game, because 
there's patches that happen. They change the game. I said to you guys off air, it, imagine if they change the rules of basketball every two weeks. They were like, oh, well, three pointers are worth four points this week. They're just for this week only, you know, mm-hmm. for, like, or, you know, points from the paint are worth half a point extra. So you could score, you know, two and a half on a dunk or something like that. So mm-hmm. imagine if they just did this every two weeks or they said, okay, uh, trying to think, uh, LeBron, you're, you're a little less powerful than you normally are this week. So next week, but you're faster, but you're faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're constantly retooling all this stuff and it's a very active patching process. So that makes, that's one angle that makes it difficult Two is there's the context of the actual characters. Again, I said there was 149 different characters in the game. Certain players are very, very good at certain characters. That's, that's one of the, that's one of the things that people track a lot, uh, Oh, this guy's undefeated. He's 10 or no on this character. Well, what does that really mean if he's played it against all bad teams, right? It's like sure. uh, it's like the equivalent of a quarterback. It's like, oh, this guy's thrown for 350 yards a game through the first six games when he's played five of the worst defenses in the league, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's just like that where you need some context. You need like it's it's kind of like you got to treat it like DVOA a little bit where sure. it's um it's relative, but there's even more to it, right? Because every every single game is different because of the drafts process I was telling talking about you end up in situations where the numbers can lie to you so easily, like so, so easily. If this player might have 40% of his team's damage in a game, but that's because his team drafted a one damage dealer composition. Mm. That's not okay. a normal thing. So you need to have the context of that and be able to identify, okay, this is an outlier. This is not an outlier. And you need to do this for every single game. And because there's enough of them where based on stylistic approaches of the different teams that it can matter a lot. So like there's teams that have low damage per minute in this game. That's like a, that's a stat that most people try to track or damage per gold is one that I use frequently for, uh, for tracking how efficient carries are, mm. uh, what they're doing with the resources they're given. Right. Okay. So that's one, for instance, where it's like, okay, like this, this player is very, very efficient. And then you look at the characters and he's playing, he's playing all high damage dealing characters, like mm. with no ground floor. So it's, it's, it ends up, everything is context. It makes it extremely difficult to handicap without like at least knowing and watching the games. And a lot of it's, yeah, there's just a ton of layers to it. Yeah, do you just take I a lot of notes? It, you know, on, and I like your analogy to football. It's, it's just like anything else. I mean, we harp on this with everything we handicap. Context, context, context. You know, as, as far as we're going to do something eventually with some box score digging in as, as far as like looking back at it. Like, you know, they ran the shit out of the ball this game. But, you know, you need to look at some reasons why. Maybe some, you know, almost like the expected score stuff that we were talking about yeah. uh, a couple podcasts ago. But I love that, that, you know, you just, you need to go back and look at like, why do these numbers say that? Otherwise you're just going to be going in. It might be worse than not having stats. I think having, having stats without context might be worse than just throwing darts. Yeah. Cause they can lie to you so easily. Right. Mm. So uh, in w- kind of watching the gameplay and trying to understand some of the strategy and stuff like that, um, there are, you know, there are portions of the game where all of the characters are on different parts of the map. Uh, and then there are, you know, kind of a tense, it feels like it builds to a crescendo, right? Like as you get to the end, like, you know, you really do have like kind of a capture the flag kind of, you know, go for base. Like we're all, com- we're all coming. We, you know, we've, 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 uh, you know, we've we've gotten three of the five characters. We've just gotten a kill over here. Now we're just going to bum rush the base, right? And if that doesn't work, then all of a sudden your base is vulnerable because there's a respawn time, right? Yeah. So 
you can get killed. The characters can get killed in the game. There's a respawn time. The longer the game goes, the longer the respawn timer is. So, oh, yeah. yep. I so, saw that up today. So if it's 30 minutes into the game, you're you're dead for 45, 50 seconds a lot of the time. And it the sucks. game can end a game. Yeah, <laughs> can end a game on. So a lot of the game is actually knowing how to nurse a lead. Kind of okay. like holding lead in football, right? Like if you have a 17-point lead at halftime, or, or a greater lead as some playoff teams that we want to talk about had this season, and you just keep throwing the ball, then you're, you're leaving time on the clock for the other team to come back, right? Yeah. It's kind of like if, if you're sloppy about how you close out a game and you're not methodical about it, or you're not taking big sweeping advantages, one mistake can end the, like the longer the game goes, the more one mistake can end a game. Mm. So. If it's 40 minutes into a game, this is like a pretty long game time for this season. But if it's 40 minutes into a game and one of your main damage dealers dies, all of a sudden you're not going to win a fight anymore. Mm. And you have to back off. And now it's all momentum the other way. So, yeah, yeah it's it's heavily – it's like a lot of momentum and it's a lot about being disciplined and closing your games out. And there's a lot of like little technical advanced things that you, you can do to be disciplined about. But we don't have to go entirely into that. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of lightly touched on gold. I felt like that that day with my salesman, like that was something I kept an eye on very closely because you felt like you could, you could just really feel momentum swing because I mean you you get the gold from killing you know the enemies the enemies bots the enemy you know the the random AI characters out in the jungle you get all this gold and then you can return to your base and buy more upgrades and it just felt like as soon as a team got a lead you know a sizable lead in gold like that shit was over. If the team knew what they're doing, apparently. Yeah, most of the time that's the case. Uh, And it's you kind of learn after doing this for a while which teams are not reliable at maintaining a lead and closing the game. And and then there's also certain leagues that are not not reliable just on how they play. That's great. China. Uh, That's great. There's there's different style like styles for the different regions and different styles for the different teams like every what's cool about it is everybody has a different character like everybody has a different uh, identity every team mm-hmm. has a different identity every region has a different identity because everyone's adapting within that ecosystem so got it the way i mean i'll just give an example real quick like china the lpl the way china plays the, the kill totals in these games are nuts if you look at it <laughs> they, they, they kill way way more like the game we in the in the in the business, we call them bloody. Like, they're bloody games where there's just a ton of kills, right? They'll have, I think the LPL is averaging like 28 kills a game or something like okay, that. Okay, so bet the kills over in China. Got it. All Not right. always because the books are counter for that. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Higher. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. High Okay. They play shorter games, higher kill games. Yeah, I think it's 26 they're averaging this year, a, a game in China, like for the year. Whereas a region like Korea, it's going to be like 20 or less. Mm. So, China plays very, I want to fight, I want to test you. Like, I'm better than you, and I'm going to make you prove it. So a Mm. lot of their players will take risks, even when they don't have to. Makes it very, very fun to watch. Kind of like college football a little bit. Oh, that's good, Sometimes, Sometimes it's like, okay, this might not be the most technique-perfect football game, but damn, was it fun to watch. It's your Big 12 team going up against your SEC when China takes on Korea. Yeah, so that's, and then Korea plays a more, like, very regimented, disciplined, controlled, like low, low variance, low risk style. And that's been mm. like their calling card for years and years and years. And it's gotten them, you know, six world championships. They won, they won six world championships in a row before. China oh, wow. won the last two. So mm. the very first one ever was won by Europe. 
but that was really small. The game was really small. And then from season two through season seven was all Korean teams. Mm. Six in a row, different Korean teams. One one of them was three, a three-time winner. So, but it's cool. And you have all, and then even teams within the regions have their own style too. Like, uh, kind of, again, I always compare it to like the NFL or basketball where some teams are just a three, like you have the Golden State Warriors. They're just a three-point team. Like they're just going to try to get in a shootout with you, right? Sure. Whereas other teams are going to try to play, you know, grind you to a halt with defense. And mm. different players have different specialties and there's a, it's a lot. Yeah, that's, a lot of especially when you get to the championships in the fall, oh, like yeah. that would make it, I mean, it's it, like, you know, we're making a ton of analogies, but it's just, you know, like I, I watched South American soccer and I watch European soccer and, you know, at the highest levels and it's different brands of soccer. It's yeah. just the same thing. But, you yeah. know, in this case, like, I, you know, I think about like Euro, Euro ball or, you know, like Japanese baseball or Korean baseball. It just feels cool that this isn't, you know, an American sport or with yeah. soccer, you know, like a British sport, like everybody got a world had the feel. Same well, everybody kind of had the same head start on it. It's not in the Americans been playing basketball for a hundred years. You know, the Olympics aren't going to be very cool for a, quite a while while everyone catches up. It feels like, you know, this is just, you know, guys playing video games all over the world and it all came out at the same time. Like, it seems like there's more of a, a level playing field, even though you said China's kind of run away with it the last couple of years. Yeah, mm. there's it, there's flavor and there's character to it, which which makes it just, it's super interesting to watch because... You know, I'm going to watch an Invictus gaming game and know that it's just going to be like 25 to 20. There's just, it's just going to be a bloodbath every single game, no matter if they're playing a good team or a bad team, just because that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. how they prefer to play the game. And different styles have won. Uh, you know, there have been crazy weird. There have been weird teams that have won championships. There's been like very stock controlled, like textbook teams that have won too. So it's not like a one size fits all or one solution is the optimal one. And, you know, certain states of the game there's certain things that are better but you can make it work like the team that won the world championship last year they did it in a way that nobody was really doing anything before they they basically did the league of legends equivalent of winning a super bowl with michael vick they mm. had a they had a mid laner that was playing the game completely different in a completely different style like he just re basically reimagined the role kind of like they did like you know, baltimore with lamar jackson this year it was just a completely different offense it was wild and it took teams a while to adjust to that, and they didn't adjust to it in time, and they won a world championship because. Of that. Oh, it's amazing! Very, yeah. very, very cool. Um, what makes a good player? Out of curiosity, do you have a general feel? Like, is like these guys? First of all, these guys are all kids, right? For the most part, uh, the the majority of the players are between eighteen and twenty four. Most of them between eighteen and twenty two. So it's they're it's very too very late young. for us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be tough. Yeah, in, right. So, uh, it used to be that. We've talked about this a lot, but it used to be that there's financially that you just couldn't do it any other way. Like when's the only time you have 16 hours a day to play a video game? Sure. That's a good point. So (laughs) that's when a lot of the, like back in the day, that's how it started. Yeah, right now. Right now. Yeah. You're going pro. You're going pro, Andy. (laughs) So nowadays you're starting to see some more older players. And if you look at other titles, there's, there's older players in other, other games and everything too. So it's not quite as a young man's game as it used to be, Mm -hmm. but, and there's some very good players that are, that are older too. One of the best North American players is 28 years old and he's still unbelievably good. Uh, But it is still mostly a young man's game. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, it feels like the teamwork is super important because, like I said, what I played oh, yeah. today. I bet you coaching too, right? 
Well, I played with randoms yeah. and you know, like there'd be, it, you know, I played, I played like seven games of this today. <laughs> I, I I got into it, <laughs> but then like there, there, you know, I'd get in with some randoms, and there were there'd be communication in the chat, you know, like they'd say, "Hey, we're doing this or doing this or let's go do that," um, and then I'd play another game, and it'd just be dead silent, and it's, it, the results kind of went along with that too. Yeah, like you do. There is so much of a cooperation aspect of it, especially, you know, just once you get later into the game, and I think like you talk about the five roles that kind of are standard. I think some of that starts to change as they get deeper and deeper into the game and you lose some of your defensive structures, you know, you have players that become super powerful and things have to change. And that's what I noticed like deeper into the game. If there was no communication, it went kaput. I was up there like on kills. We were up by like 20 kills lost badly. Yeah. Lost, yeah. lost very badly at the end. Yeah. One, one, <laughs> one big mistake and can lose a game like that. And, it's kind of crazy. Like when you're watching it, the cool thing about this is that there's a lot going on, but you can watch it and get the cat. The, the broadcasters do an actually an excellent job considering the situations that they're in. And they, there's a lot to keep track of, but if you're watching the game, you can get a general feel for the momentum of it. Like, Oh, this team's winning. Right. Or this team has, yeah. but yeah, when you get down to the minutia of it, there, there's so much complexity to just the communication involved where, I mean, these guys, Every character has certain things that are that are they have cooldowns. Your abilities have cooldowns, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys know these these things like the back of their hand. Like it's it's practiced. It's rehearsed. They know that the the gun lady that you were playing earlier, Andy, her ultimate has a hundred and fourteen second cooldown. So they used it about this long ago. So they don't have this ultimate or they don't have their escape spell, and mm-hmm. they can play around taking advantage of that. They can be like, hey jungler guy come down here because this guy doesn't have his flash so he can't escape and we can mm-hmm. definitely get a kill on this and then there's like the next level next level which is the other team says oh well they're probably going to go do that so what can we do in response to it oh, i love it like, i love it this, like next leveling like who's who's got the it's it's chess it's four-dimensional chess right? what so great great pivot to watching right um just out of curiosity like as you you know you, you do watch a lot of these live yeah and when you're watching, like, what parts of a match make, like, oh, my God, that was all time. Like, that was so much fun to watch. Is there a specific part of the match that we need to look out for? Is there Pentakill. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the doozy. That's the highlight that everyone that everyone loves. There's been a lot of those this season. Way more than you. I don't even know what it means. Does it mean five people killed you or you killed five people? <laughs> you killed five means in one, one sleep, character right? killed five people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That. That. Like you said. Oh God. We, we need to refer to her by name because she's awful pretty. <laughs> Who's the misfortune? Yeah. That. Like you said. Um. And you know we talked about the gold and all that. You, as you get through the game, you get you get better. What do you want to call it? Abilities. And yeah, her top ability is just like spraying guns like all over the place. And I. That was like the highlight of my afternoon was. There was a couple of, you know, there was a big skirmish and I got like four of them in a tower with that because they're all half dead and just, oh, just putting them back in the holsters. And I felt pretty cool. Yeah. And that's like a highlight reel, right? You feel like you built your own highlight. It's like, dude, I actually, I landed a good misfortune. All. It was like, boom, I hit like four. I killed I basically, even if you don't actually get the kills, if you just chunked out like, you know, four people's health bars, you can go do whatever you want on the map now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was like the end of it. Then we won. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so when, I, when I'm watching, I kind of watch with a more, 
like obviously I've been following this for a while. I watch with like a higher level lens where I'm 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 looking at the map more than I'm sure. looking at individual players. Um, okay. They actually have coincidentally they have they call it pro view where you can actually watch from the individual player's point of view. Mm. So like they put like the cameras and the helmets. It's kind of like that where I can Got literally it. watch how this person is watching the game playing. Like I, I can watch their screen on my screen if Got I it. want. Uh, so if I want to get nitty gritty, like individual stuff like that, I can do that. But generally speaking, I'm watching the map and where like where the action is going to be based on, you know, what's happened so far. Uh, that's what I'm looking out for. And especially if you're like looking at live stuff, you want to look at, okay, this happened. I can see this play coming like a minute away and I, it's going to be bad news for this team. Mm. So again, like I've, I've played at a high enough level and I've coached that I, I can kind of see these things, but a lot of people don't. Sure. And it's it's t- it, it takes a lot of film review, a lot of studying, and a lot of watching the game to to kind of pick up on those kind of subtleties. But that's what I'm looking for. And obviously, like highlight real plays happen. It's it's fun no matter what what you're watching, right? That's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when it doesn't matter where, if your t- if your yeah. team can be down by twenty, like a windmill dunk is still cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, when and where can we watch? So m- almost everything is on st- the streaming platform Twitch.tv. Sure. Um, for the four major leagues, they do twitch.tv backslash the league initials. So twitch.tv slash LCK to watch the LCK, which is Korea's league, uh, backslash LPL to watch the LPL, uh, et cetera. And there's, if you, if you just Google them, you can find it that way too. And there's also YouTube streams. There's uh, a lot of the Asian league stream on different Asian streaming platforms too, like Weibo and Afrika TV and a number of different platforms over there. But the majority of Western audience watches on Twitch TV and YouTube. Okay. And they have, uh, they have the English commentating. Uh, most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Sometimes. Yeah. The major, so the major leagues all have an English broadcast. The, Korean league has an English broadcast for every single game. The Chinese league has it for, I'd say like 85% of it. There's just, there's just a lot of games. They only have like a small crew over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To broadcast them. But it's cause uh, they lied about their numbers. <laughs> true. That's, that's <laughs> next level. <too. laughs> but yeah. So uh, the, the weird thing is now, now they're doing all this stuff remote, uh, obviously because of the coronavirus sure. thing. Uh, so, a lot of this, there's been a lot of like broadcast difficulties over the first couple of weeks getting back into it. But uh, China okay. took a almost a six week break back at the. They played the first week of the regular season and then took a six week break mm. before starting up again remotely. So and then Korea played the first half of their regular season and now they just started up again last week. So they're playing. They are going to finish their schedules out because these aren't like it's not like basketball or football. They're going to play the full schedule. So everything got condensed, which is why there's been oh. so much. At oh, I was wondering about that. Cause if yeah. I thought it was usually like a NFL type of schedule where it was mostly on the weekends. It used to be right. Yeah. So the, the Western leagues play because they play best of ones. They play, you know, Europe plays on Friday and Saturday, five games each North okay. America plays on. Well, now it's Saturday, Sunday and Monday. They do four, four and two. They do Monday night league. Cause there's not a lot of esports on Monday night. So they wanted to hit mm-hmm. that spot. Uh, and then the Eastern regions, Korea plays four days a week normally. Now they're playing five. And China usually plays five or six days a week, depending on the week. Now they're playing seven. So China, once they started back Get up, your work cut out for you. there are games every <laughs> single – there are three best of three every single day until April 19th in China. Oh, my gosh. Except on Tuesdays where there's two. But that's it. That's every Excellent. single day until April 19th. I like that a small that's country like Korea – 
has their own like they're one of the major yeah like, how did that was, how did that happen that like it was the best for a long time uh they just had the so partially because they have like the best players at the time because like their their practice environment was extremely competitive so a lot of these guys how they get their jobs in the first place uh there's not like i mean there are developmental leagues and everything but a lot of these guys they get attention by doing some crazy stuff on yeah, yeah. We call it we call it solo queue or the, the ranked ladder essentially, where the best players can get to the top of the ladder and they consistently perform there. And then if that sticks out to a team, they can be like, Hey, this guy's been this good for this long. Let's try him out in a team setting. And that's how they do it. So Korea for a long time had the best infrastructure because they had um they had they've had esports like they've been supporting esports for a lot longer than the West has. Uh, Starcraft was a huge thing even 25 years ago or 20 years ago. So they had a big scene for this and they had an infrastructure with coaching and team houses and team chefs and nutritionists. And it was like the real deal. Yeah. Like they had like the real deal. Whereas in the West, we were like 10 years behind where it was basically five dudes in a house hanging out and we just got pretty good at this game. Right. Mm, I like it. So kind of like how Brazil is good at soccer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it was all like infrastructure based. And now that everyone else is sort of catching up, um, a lot of the best players still play on the Korean solo queue ladder. Like that's still the top, the best practice environment. Mm. Like even the China, the top Chinese players play there. So, well, um, is it the same? Just the game that just five versus five on there? Yeah, it's it's the same thing except you're queuing by yourself, and you're going to get put four randoms. Oh, that's what I was doing today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it makes it very hard because if you you're only one tenth of the game. Right. So yeah, to right. differentiate yourself in a field like that consistently over thousands of games, that shows okay, this this guy's doing something special in some Very cool. form. Yeah. So, a lot of a lot cool. of people let me down today. Yeah. That's it. Because <laughs> no, I'm I'm low level. Yeah, I'm low level. So like <laughs> there was a couple games where somebody just quit. Like, oh now we have four players. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I won one of those. <laughs> um so let's pivot a little bit into betting on this and uh, specifically uh, in, you know, these, I, some of these matchups, you know, these, there are pretty heavy duty favorites, but then sometimes, yes. you know, you have a pretty evenly matched, you know, evenly matched uh, uh, contest last night looking at the uh, Korean league. There were, looks like the top two teams played each other. Uh, I watched the highlights of this and I was absolutely riveted. Um, how, what is, I guess, what is the recipe for an, an upset? Like, is there a handicapping approach you use to say, okay, I'm betting the dog in this spot? So for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of considerations, obviously. Uh, patch, meaning what is the current state of the game? What characters are good? What champions are good? Is this player good? Does the underdog have a player that's exceptional on you know, a certain number of champions that are expected to be the best in the current state of the game? That's one aspect of it. Two is a stylistic mismatch. Uh, some teams struggle with teams that play up-tempo. Some teams struggle with teams that play more controlled and defensive. Typically, uh, so so far this season, underdogs have actually just been killing it like all year long in most of the leagues, even though you have all these giant favorites because some of these favorites, if, if you're minus 3,000, like you got to be so much better than the other team. And a lot of times they are, but what if they just, they're off that day, right? Sure. So, uh, it's kind of hard judging those. You kind of have to take 
like I said, a film-based approach, you can look at the stats and say like, okay, this team's rate statistics aren't, you know, up to snuff for a team that's this, that's favored by this much. A lot of time it's, it's, it's fading a favorite more than it is in endorsing an underdog, unless the market I think is just wrong on a team. Uh, typically early in the season, that happens a lot. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the books are using based on what I've seen over the years. A lot of the books are using kind of like ELO models. Okay. Like, for like determining like the college playoff and everything, yeah, they use like Elo models and they factor in a lot of like last year's results a lot of the time. When sometimes these teams are just completely different now, where the game sure. different now. So, in terms of like the recipe for an underdog, yeah, it's stylistic considerations, individual player considerations, maybe the spot. Just like in typical sports, this team's played you know matches on three back to back days. That's something to consider. Um, maybe this team starting us. A lot of times, these favorites will start a substitute like mm. a developmental player that they want to just get some stage time or something like that. Cause a lot of these rosters have more than five players on them, even if it's sure. five players. So yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but like, I'm trying to think for instance, and a lot of times like people tend to overrate how bad the bad teams are. Like there's certain teams that are exceptionally bad. I know the, mm-hmm. the LPL has one victory five that is just un- unbelievably bad. Like that they don't deserve to be in the league. But, sure. For the most part, the the very bad teams aren't quite as bad as they are, and I think a lot of times it depends on the patch and the situation in the game and certain teams and how it matches up. Like a league of parity, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, I would argue the current state of the game is very like more fifty fifty than it's been in a long time, just because of the way they've constructed this iteration of the game, this this set of patches for this season. Uh, it lends itself to upsets because the momentum swings are huge and the advantages are bigger than they were in previous years. So I love it. now you, yeah, like now taking a Drake is way more important because you can set a clock on the game because once you get to the fourth one, you get this super buff that you know, can basically end the game on the spot. That wasn't there. before. <laughs> the so you have a lot of these teams that if you just get ahead, even against a good team, it's, you have a much better chance of winning now than if you got ahead against a good team this time last year. I like so, it. I like yeah, it. your team. Your team gets. I saw that in the one, uh, the one I watched the other day, yeah. where if you kill that, yeah, whatever. It's just a an AI character in the map. But if you kill it, your team gets all these bonuses and like strength and defensive buffs, and all of a sudden it's like they're just it's just steroids. Like, it's just a bunch of steroids <laughs> for the team, and then the, the game is over. Yeah, which is you- I don't know. It's cool, but I like what you said about the early season stuff. As far as I think that's you know we're we're able to take advantage of things and where other people take advantage of things in other markets too is just you know uh, making sure your abilities are better than what the book's putting out there as far as you just you're doing a little more research and realizing like hey this is this looks like like you said they're using a lot of last year's numbers and these numbers are just wrong and those numbers aren't going to be wrong in a month once there's once some matches are played. But exactly. I think yeah, definitely you can take advantage early on if they're, you know, just making egregious errors in how they should rate teams. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'll, give, I'll just give like one quick like the LPL. There's a team. Um, there's a team. OMG. Uh, oh my God, they're called. Uh, <laughs> they they were they finished like, toward the bottom of the table. They they were a bottom four team and they've been a bottom four team for years. They haven't been. <laughs> They were a world championship contender like seven, eight years ago. Like they were one of the best sure. in the world back then, but they've been terrible since. They've been like Cleveland Browns level bad, right? For a number of years now. Toward the end of the season last year, they started these two new rookies that are pretty good. And then they picked up a really good free agent in the offseason. And then I was looking at future bets before the season. They were like basically priced as like a 15, like the 15th place team. 
Like they, <laughs> I think they're a top eight team, like based on the, the acquisitions they've made and how they've been playing so far. And they're still being underpriced a lot of the time. Now, oh, I love it. Obviously, the results don't always pan out that way. So like they could lose anyway, but sure, they do look like they're severely mispriced. And you, you see a lot of that, especially early in the season before they get to correct. Because again, if as long as you're paying attention to this stuff, there it's, it's like it's like a small market college sport, right? Mm-hmm. No, no one's betting the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, like Indiana University of PA, against you know Shippensburg or something like that. Like nobody, nobody knows unless you're actually following those in detail, right? So yeah, but the you, price, the price of admission is higher, big. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you can always tell where the books don't trust their read on something. It's like, okay, we're just going to juice this up so that it's harder to get an edge on it. So okay. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Especially with, yeah, especially with the live stuff. It, it kind of got my brain spinning too. Like, you know, you talk about how you rate teams and your ratings and whatnot. Is there, is there ever been a team that they're like, they're really good at the draft where, yeah. you know, you're just going to get like the moment the draft is over and live betting is opening, like whatever number you got is going to be better than the live number because the draft is just going to be that good. Yeah. Like, there's coaching is a big aspect of this game. And I think especially this season it is, but the draft before the game, there are certain coaches that have historically been very good. Like they're very consistent. They're very good at picking up what's good in a new patch. So like if, if it's a week where they're playing on a new patch, like this week we're starting up on patch 10.6 for, you know, most of the leagues. If there's a coach that I know historically has had a pretty good handle on adapting quickly. Yeah. That's an advantage you can get. And you can also look at track record too. Like over the course of this season, say like FlyQuest in North America, FlyQuest has they're not a particularly talented or good team. They've just had a really good grasp on how the game should be played right now and what's important. So they're playing, they're, they're setting themselves up to succeed, even if the players aren't quite as good as the other players on the other teams. So yeah, there's advantages to be had there for sure. I like it, man. Um, do you have any, uh, any thoughts on this year's uh, League of Legends World Championship? I got to tell you, man, T1, they look like... Uh, we're a T1 they, podcast. We're a T1 podcast. They they uh, they went up against the Giants in Gen G last night, and they seem to have their number. Uh, they seem to play up in these big moments. Uh, is uh, is Korea going to take the crown back this year? It's hard to tell, man, because uh, I thought Korea was going to take the was going to retain the crown for the last two years, and they didn't. So, <laughs> uh, I'm a yeah. I, I have a bit of a reputation as like a, a, a Korea truther, like a Korean League of Legends truther. Like I'm, I'm I like it. I, I just like the way they play the game more. It's easy. It's it's more reliable. It's less variant. But China plays that high variant style, and they've spiked it the last two years just because they've you know had higher peaks. Right? T1 looks really really good, and what's interesting about them is they're starting a brand new top laner. That guy Kana is brand new. He's a rookie. What? He's never, he's never, he he's is. A yeah, and he's dominant. He was ridiculously good. Yeah, he's that not, guy's a rookie. Uh, yeah, he's a rookie. Uh, they start. They the previous two matches they started a rookie jungler too that hadn't played a game this season. Stomped in those games too. Like huh. so, they're just doing whatever they want right now, and it kind of helps that they have. T1 has the Wayne Gretzky of League of Legends, the best player of all time. His name's Faker. Uh, he's the mid laner for T1. Um, he's won three world championships. Uh, he's the yeah Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, you name it. He's he's the best player of all time. He just got an insane three year contract that gives him a stake in SK Telecom, which is like the Verizon oh of Korea. What? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> what? Technically, he technically has a stake in ownership of like a couple Korean baseball teams and handball teams and all this stuff. And he just got this ridiculous contract. He got a million dollar contract after winning 
season three world championships seven years ago. Holy shit. To tell him, how old is this guy? Like 22? Uh, he's 20. I think he's 25 now. Oh man. So he's about to age out though. This is his, this is his, uh, this is his Tom Brady uh, um, against the Rams Super Bowl, probably, huh? You know, I was, I was thinking that. And then <laughs> this year he's just been dominating people. So I don't even know. It's, it's not like his knees are going to go, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you lose the like, fast twitch though. He's probably, yeah. he's probably, you know, he's drinking now. He's probably losing the fast <laughs> twitch. You, you never know, man. You never know. You gotta know your hot keys. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy too because he's been on top like best of the best like the whole time. Like th- there have been people that have challenged him and people that maybe at certain times have been better for like a short amount of time, but the fact that he stayed on top for that long it's 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 LeBron-esque. It's insane. Like you watch LeBron play basketball, uh rip. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to yeah. cause yeah. any sour emotions, but you watch LeBron playing basketball at what 37? Is that what he's yeah. like? Yeah. And like physically dominating everyone. It's like, how is this guy still doing this this many years later? And oh, that's a fair point. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's a, yeah. Allegedly. I mean, just really quick sidebar. Is there, are there illegal, like, are there banned substances? Can they not take like amphetamines and uppers yeah, and Adderall. Adderall and shit? So I actually haven't checked up on the rules for that for like a while, actually, but there used to be like, there was situations where, People were just taking Adderall a lot of the time, and you saw this more in like shooters than here. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's use that's we don't know about. I'm positive of it, but uh, I don't. You have to read into like the actual rule books for the league about how the policies are for all that because I haven't I haven't checked in a while to be honest with you. But I'm okay. I'm, pos- I'm positive it happens. Like there are definitely performance enhancing enhancing substances. So. Let's uh let's wrap up and give the people some uh, some resources. Hopefully, resources. I, and and honestly, like I I can't tell you. The it, people are going crazy on Twitter, just like the, the push-up challenge stuff. The you know the the complete uh, pivot, marble, yeah, marble, marble racing. racing. <laughs> like like, like the, 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 it doesn't have to be this way, guys. Like there are there is handicapping to be made, and it's you know it's new, it's exciting, it's fresh. Don't get involved and start splashing around limit bets. Obviously, unless you're you know unless you're really needed, I guess. But uh, you know this is this is uh, this is worth you know, investing some time and getting into it's, and it's, a, it's a, a hell of a fun viewer viewing experience. I have to say, uh, it's fun watching, you know, think about like when you were growing up, like the best players of certain video games, you didn't necessarily have to be playing to have fun. You could just watch them play the games. And like, this is the best in the world at this going head to head, which is super fun. So, uh, where can people find some resources to number one, understand some of the strategy of the game. And then number two, kind of specifically, which teams, which leagues, what's going on, you know, current form, that sort of stuff. There are hundreds, probably thousands of different YouTube videos that will explain like some of the basic strategies, core strategies, like more advanced strategies, very specific things. So just Google it or YouTube it and you can find resources for that. In terms of statistics and uh, stuff like that, uh, for that kind of resource, I use Oracle's Elixir quite a bit. Uh, it's oraclescelixir.com. I'll give you guys a link for whatever. Oracle's Elixir. Um, uh, it's a guy named Tim Seven Hughes and runs a whole bunch of just collects the data from a whole bunch of different leagues. Runs this team gets first blood at this rate. This team has this much of a gold lead at this interval. Uh, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you can use Le- uh, it's it's basically an augmented Wikipedia page. It's called Leaguepedia that will show you basically history of there match ever. <laughs> uh, I use Game of Legends. It's gol.gg. That's like a very clean interface for seeing what you know, what's going on now. You can look at match histories, statistics there as well. Uh, those are like the main resources I use. But uh, what's kind of interesting about all of this is there's not 
there's not a Vegas insider for League of Legends capping. Like there's not line histories. I've had to start manually doing that myself. Where, it's a valuable database. Yeah. I've like yeah, I've had to start doing that. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could solve that. Like, I think yeah. so I've I've had to start doing that myself. I've started tracking like anything, any kind of like metric that you want to know that's not out there, you gotta do it by hand, unfortunately, which is a lot of legwork. And you kind of gotta do it from the get-go. Otherwise, you you get backlogged, and it's just so many games to watch and so much stuff to catch up on that it's it's very difficult. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of work to to get into it. And I'm I'm hoping that with some more attention on the field, there's some more intelligent people than me that can find an easier way to get this stuff done. But yeah, it's because it's relatively new, it's fresh. There's there's a lot of unexplored territory in all of this, and that was like part of the original reason I got into it. So yeah. Those those are the main resources I use. Anything else, you you got to do your reading, got to do your research, and you got to watch the film. Pretty much. Where can people? Uh, yeah. Where, go go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt so you. Everything. Pretty much every game ever. You can find a replay on YouTube. You can find highlights on YouTube. Um, the games are live on Twitch.tv and YouTube. Uh, the various pages for the different leagues you can Google and find. Um, and there is a detail. It is all this is free, by the way. Yeah. You gotta pay no cable <laughs> subscription. There's no none of like there used to be. Yeah, I didn't and I didn't pay a dime to play it. I don't think yeah. it costs any money. Yeah, they the game is free to card. Play. Yeah. So the game it's is free to it's play. old. It's free to watch. Yeah. It's well, it was it's been free the whole time. Amazing. Yeah. So it's good, uh, man. It's, what about what about your your resources? I, I listened to one of your podcasts today. I was a little lost in the DFS stuff, but honestly, I get lost in DFS stuff. No matter, even if it's NFL. I mean, if it's golf and you're playing it, yeah, like like DFS, yeah, DFS is that's a whole different breed, and it just I'm I'm not equipped to uh, dive into that as deeply as I want to, so I don't really play it a ton, just recreational. But a lot of the other stuff, you know, I caught some caught some stuff that made sense after I played the game a little bit. But uh, yeah, tell people where they can find your podcast, your blog, your Twitter, all that. Yeah, so uh, I have a blog. It's just about daily, and it probably will be for the rest of the season just because there's games every day until mid-April. So it's uh, gelatilol.blogspot.com. Gelatilol is all one word. Um, That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L.blogspot.com. Find me on Twitter at gelatilol. And then I also the Gold Card Podcast is the podcast I host. We're going to be recording episode 51 shortly after we record this one. So... Um, that could be found on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever, Stitcher, gotcha. Podbean, all the, all the major platforms. So yeah, the Gold Card podcast there. So we talk mostly betting stuff, but we sprinkle in some DFS stuff because uh, two of the guys are DFS specialists. So yep, yep. yeah, this is, and this, uh, the, the schedule affords us the ability to, to handicap this until NFL comes back, right? Yeah, actually there, there will be some short breaks, but uh so they separate the season into two like halves, basically the spring split and the summer split. And some of the leagues do three splits, but like some of the smaller leagues. But yeah, there's basically action all year until there's not in November. It, it basically goes 10 months a year, November and December, are like the only months. And even then there's like exhibition matches and all stars and stuff like that. So there's all sorts of stuff all year long. I love it. And you're, you're an NFL guy too? Yeah, yeah, I, I dabble. I've been known to dabble. No, I've, I, I've, I've done a lot. I've followed football for a long time. A huge, huge fan of the NFL. So, excellent. What, uh, who's your, what, what, uh, you're, what, you're from the East Coast, right? Yeah, Philly. Go Eagles. Philly. Oh, you're an Eagles guy. Okay. All right. What do you think they, uh, <laughs> they got the yeah, who did, which receiver the did they draft? Free agency. 
Yeah, well, who's, really wanna, who's really your dream Good question. I really yeah, want to yeah, see Lamb, man. I don't good. know like I don't know if they have the dra- like, capital to trade up for it they have so this offseason has been so weird because they have so much money to spend and they've spent it like they went out and got Javon Hargrave, Hargrove he's I think that's a good fit it's kind of weird to have this much money tied up in the line but it served us well in the past uh, still got to figure out the Jason Peters situation didn't re- bring back Malcolm Jenkins which I could see that he got a pretty big paycheck, but he's a good player still. So there's some question marks. I typically trust in what Howie does a lot of the time. I think he's got a good philosophy on how to build a team, but there's been some. I'm not sure this offseason. We need we need receivers. We don't have any receivers right now. Yeah, like on the, the injuries last year were super rough. Like we were yeah. we were Eagles backers before yeah. the season. We had some Eagles to win the division. I ended up grabbing some Cowboys eventually too. And like honestly, I, I wouldn't halfway through the season, even with the injuries, it would surprise me if the Eagles won. You know, there there was a lot of uh, goofiness between those two teams, with Dallas kind of underachieving at time, and you know, Philly not catching a pass for like three straight weeks. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. super wrong. Hey, Greg Ward I, I Jr. Honestly, might I be think the they'll guy. take some. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll. I think they'll actually take because it's such a deep draft for receivers, and we're yeah. gonna do some draft episodes coming up. But I think it might be yeah. better served to not not trade up and end up taking a couple oh, yeah. of a couple of receivers in the second third round because they're still small so players. deep yeah oh it yeah super that's, deep. and, and that's, that's boy they need that the receiver is a dicey it's it's a roll of the dice like not yeah, always the guy not yeah, the best guy on tape the best guy uh you know metrically doesn't always pan out to be the best of the receiving core so they should take a couple of swings yeah i i 100 agree on that um yeah that's it's been kind of a weird. Like I like the I like the Slay edition. I don't know how Mills is going to transition to safety. That's going to be a little weird too. <laughs> I, I think I've, I've got my questions. I, I've, I've got my questions, but I tend to I tend to trust in what what Howie and Doug put together. They have a, I think they have a good idea of how to how to build a core and then just add pieces as it goes. Yeah, I mean yeah, at least they pieces. yeah yeah. And uh, compared to the Cowboys, they at least they have you know they have a defensive roster. Yeah, I mean that front seven is uh, just the defensive line is insane. Was they eight deep? It's crazy. It's, I mean, yeah, had, it is. It's legit. Had, like, Ninety-four quarterback hurries over the last what, like three or four years? Which is you're going to add him next to Fletcher Cox, like Hassan Ridgeway. That was good. A lot of teams, like it's it's crazy. They're going to have these guys fresh every. I feel bad for opposing offensive lines. That's for sure. So we're we're on the same page. Value Howie. on the Eagles to win the uh, NFC East. I got it. Oh yeah, I think they're going to the East. <laughs> Uh, I gotta look at those prices. numbers. I yeah, actually, what's that number? I, uh, tell you what, no, I, I actually I quoted them out. I looked. I only looked across like three books, and I found Cowboys plus one twenty five, Eagles plus one seventeen. Like <laughs> skins and the Giants aren't winning the division. No, like, I might just no. I might just take a strong stand and Dutch those two for. I mean, like a minus nine hundred win. I yeah. I dig that man. Any love for yeah. the? Uh... Any love for the Dolphins? They've been the one I'm keeping my eye on this year. That's my it's, it's my Super Bowl team. <laughs> oh, you're, going, you're going that far on that? <laughs> no, I'm not going that far. I think uh, I, they could win that division. <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. things go their way. You know, it's... I don't know if anyone's taken those down. Like the, uh, I haven't checked the markets. I just figured people would take the to make the playoff markets completely down if they're up anywhere. Now that they changed the format, but. I kind of wish I'd have gone in on a bunch of teams that were plus money because just the the, the way the playoffs are going to work out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not so, seeing any of them up anymore. There's yeah, still I mean, yeah, I'm all, like, yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Props for conference, props for division are up, props yeah. for the Super Bowl are up, but not uh, yes or no playoffs. Um, want to win the division, dude? 
<laughs> I can, oh, shop around. There's there's yeah. there's like eleven or twelve twelve salons out there. Um, I don't know. It's too tough to know without you know without really understanding what their plan at quarterback is. But yeah. uh, they did some nice. They they did uh, a nice job of kind of reestablishing talent on that roster. And obviously, Flores uh, was an amazing coach for them last year, getting them to the uh, uh, you know keeping preventing <laughs> preventing that poor talent team uh, from just losing outright was commendable um yeah got the chiefs to the super bowl yeah if they don't beat the patriots in week 17 i don't think the chiefs uh i don't think the chiefs have quite quite the road that they had to uh to winning their first ever title or first title i want to think about the fact with pat mahomes the title game (laughs) what a weird deal so it was weird all right all right we'll let you get sounds like you got to record a, a podcast for the the people who know what they're doing yeah, appreciate all your time, man. Thank yeah, you. No problem, guys. No problem. And uh, look forward to following some of this stuff and learning about this league and getting down some action. And uh, you know, by all means, uh, you know, follow follow uh, follow Vince and uh, and engage with them and uh, find some enjoyment in you know one of the only uh, you know highest competitive tops top you know top sports that are being uh, being contested live right now. Uh, and, and not just because we're in a sports shutdown. Like this stuff isn't going away. No, like, no. This, is, no. this has been getting bigger every year. I can remember like three, four years ago seeing esports for the first time on the Five Dimes little, you know, the little uh, whatever selection Options, screen yeah. that you open to. Like, what the shit is this? And it was like, <laughs> I think it was Counter Strike. And I'm like, well, I'm not betting on kids playing video games. <laughs> yeah, coronavirus aside. Yeah. Coronavirus sports time. shutdown aside, this is the new this is it. I mean, like, this is the new paradigm. Like this, you know, you wake up in 20 years and you know, people aren't gonna be bashing their heads into each other anymore for sport, but there will be esports being contested. So this is uh, your chance to get into the ground floor of what will one day be the world's most important sport, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I I say to people all the time, it's like it's it's the hot new thing, but it's been a thing. It's it's been a slow train rolling. It's just a matter of you know time before. I mean, the viewership. Just look at the viewership numbers alone. Like they had yeah. the World Championship had similar viewership numbers to the Super Bowl. I mean, over the course of that month, but it's crazy. It's it, it's not really that far off, and it's something that's accessible to everyone where a lot of this stuff isn't. So yeah, it's I love I'd it, say man. It's the future, but it's already here, man. You got to you so, got to hop on board yep. now. The pools are going to get bigger. The vig will come down. If you have an edge, you'll be able to exploit it for you know higher limits. This is the all, all signs pointing positive in the direction of getting involved in esports right now. I can't tell you otherwise. So it's also just fun. It's also fun. It's true. Hey, you all right, well, games. that's right. <laughs> I appreciate your time again. Best of luck. Yeah, thanks uh, a lot, man. As yeah, as we uh, as we carry on through the season, and uh, you know, shoot, man. Uh, you know, clear some time this spring, summer. We'll be sure to try to reach out to you and get a refresher and ask some more detailed questions once we've gotten our feet wet betting this more seriously. Awesome. Yeah. Have me any anytime, guys. Huge fan of the show. Yep. Start start thinking about live strategy. Those will be most of my next questions. Yeah. <laughs> live yeah. live play strategy. the only way I've ever bet it. I'm kind of a live expert. <laughs> expert already. Lock it up. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys.